0: Welcome to Fit Story TV, the only platform that is focused on storytelling for fitness experts. Our mission with this podcast is to empower you to harness your vulnerability and lead with your story. If this is your first time listening, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss out when we drop more fire. Today we have Jacqueline Yumoff joining us on the show. And now I have to say it's easy in this day and age to see someone's social media profile and think that they've got it all figured out, um, that they've never really had to struggle, or that they've had it easier than you in some way, but the reality is much different, and Jacqueline's story is testimony to that. Today, she has over 500,000 followers behind her brand. She runs a massively successful business, and she is helping people on a global scale with the Stretchy Fit app. Now, she talks with us about her upbringing, and how it paved the way for her to pursue entrepreneurship, how she ended up rubbing shoulders with the Lakers as a Lakers girl, and she also shares some strong lessons from her life that will motivate, inspire, and also guide you to fall in love with your life and what you're doing. You're going to enjoy this one. Lock in. Let's go. <sighs> love to do that little breathing bit first. It so yeah. good. So good. Awesome. You. <laughs> Yo, what is going on, Fit Story fam? We have a powerhouse of a guest for you today. You're in for a treat. uh The guest that we have is Jacqueline. You, oh, I've done it, haven't I? Don't know. We literally just had this conversation, literally, just <laughs> did <done> it. <laughs> you must.
1: You got it. You got it. Yay.
0: Uh, but you guys may know her as action. Jacqueline. That's how I was introduced to her. So look, uh, you're the founder of the stretchy fit app. And I've said before, before we went live, like I love that by the way, and the community, the stretchy babes. I love it. And you essentially, you're helping women from like all over the world. Um, basically skip the gym and stop going to the gym because they can get great results from just doing at home workouts, right? They can sculpt and they can stretch and they can strengthen their core and their body and do all of those amazing things. And trust me, if you are the person leading that pack and I've seen your photos because I'm wondering how someone gets into those positions. (laughs) Like That was the first thing that come up in my mind. I'm not going to lie, mate. Today I was watching a video, yeah?
2: <laughs> no, man, I'm not going to lie. Today I was watching a video and Jacqueline's <laughs> doing a stretch, right? I'm like, cool. Then all of a sudden the leg just goes over to a different planet. I'm like, bloody hell. <laughs> <cow. laughs> yeah. Jesus. Bloody. And I, I tried, I tried, yeah. I'm like, I ain't going anywhere near over there.
0: <laughs> Crazy.
1: Oh, bloody.
0: <laughs> oh, well, look, we're, we're going to find out how you do done all of that. But first off, I just want to say... Uh, What an astonishing job you've done at building your personal brand with over half a million followers on Instagram. It's safe to say that you do have a committed following as well. Um, But like, we're sure that you didn't just wake up to that. Like that doesn't just happen overnight. And if it it does, then I want to know what you took that night to wake up with those followers. Uh, But no, you you really have built a very successful business um, and a really dope app as well. So there's a story behind it, right? And we want to know, Like, what was the story? What was the, you know, how do we, how do we, you know, what was the path you took and and the blood and the sweat and the tears that you had to go through and endure to actually get to where you are today is the stuff that we want to really dive into. So without further ado, Jacqueline, how are you doing today?
1: Oh, I'm feeling so good today and so grateful to be here connecting with you guys and I just absolutely love the mission that you are on and I appreciate what you're doing and um, yeah, I'm really excited for our conversation. This is going to be a really inspirational conversation where we can share, you know, struggles and pains and how how to move past them. So I'm, I'm really excited to get into all of that
0: well we are too but first off i just <laughs> want to say i'm going to plug our boy our mutual connection jacob kaufman because that's how we kind of connected with you yeah, uh, and, sure. and jake's like the super connector like we were saying off off air you know and um we've also got uh, dr jenna squire coming on soon as well which is uh, awesome so it's all due to jake jake like jake is the super connector <laughs> He's the Santa Claus of guests, you know? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, um, look, let's actually dive into it because your fit story is something that I've been eagerly waiting to find uh, the details behind it, you know? So everyone sees this successful action, Jacqueline. You know, you're beaming with confidence, beautiful smile. You can stretch in all these weird and wonderful ways. Like they see you showing up on social media as a content machine and doing all this cool shit but who were you before you got into the fitness game so like if we were to you know take you out of this podcast right now and kind of set a movie scene of what your life was like way before you got into fitness and and figured out that you could stretch in unimaginable ways what was the life like for you what was it like growing up where did you grow up what was things like for you
1: yeah so um Okay, let's just get right into it. Yeah, I'm really excited to share. So I, um, I've always loved to move. I've been very active my whole life. Um, And I started doing ballet and dance when I was like 11 years old. But before that, I was always like running around the house, like doing cartwheels and just jumping all over the place, honestly. And like, I'd always have bruises everywhere because I was just such an active kid and I just wanted to be moving all the time. And um, and I was like playing tennis. I just was like, just all over the place. And so I loved movement. And so when I got into ballet, uh, it's like I was able to direct the energy in a better way and feel that strength inside my body. I think at a really young age that I really loved and fell in love with so early on. And feel so grateful for that gift of feeling really um, connected to my body and feeling really strong and confident in my body. And I didn't realize it because I was a kid, but like growing up and then, you know, going to college and meeting other girls, I, I realized what a gift that actually is to feel so strong and confident in my body when... I realized so many women don't feel like that and how trapped they might feel in their own bodies. And so it once I realized that, then I felt the urge to share how to feel comfortable, um, in your body because really feeling comfortable in your body is how you feel confident in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's truly the secret to it all. And I just wanted to share it and, um, it didn't, you know, my, my whole story, you know, of how I became like, quote unquote, Action Jacqueline was, it did happen very organically. And I started, I got certified in Pilates when I was 17. So I've been in movement and fitness for a really long time. And um, our ballet studio actually had a Pilates studio where we had all the machines. And anytime I'd have any sort of injury at all in ballet, I would we would like be in the studio in the Pilates studio rehabbing or just strengthening. So, you know, I've been doing Pilates since I was like so young and just Mm. learning about my body from such an intuitive place of understanding my body, understanding what happens when I compensate, when I have, you know, um, irregular movement patterns, when I'm just, like compensating on one side or feeling, you know, especially in ballet, when you're usually using like one leg, you usually have like your right leg, Mm -hmm. you're always lifting up. And so learning how to strengthen the other side to support that, all of that from like a really young age. And um, so just teaching other people how to get into their bodies and feel their bodies just seemed really natural for me. And uh, like the biggest, that's the biggest feedback I always get is that like, um, and even in my app today, my Stretchy Fit app was just like that. They feel like they really are able to learn and understand their bodies, and I'm able to even, even though I'm not right there in person with them, they feel like I am, and they're getting, they're understanding how to move properly mm-hmm. into their bodies and connecting to it, so that they can build strength and confidence and all of that. Um, I love so, it.
0: And yeah. I was just going to ask you actually, what the influence was. Like you said that you've been kind of just active a lot. And when you were, uh, you know, when you were younger, you, you just had, you know, just like an active, you were an active kid, but was there any, especially to get into to things like ballet, was there any influence, you know, like, a, w- was there anyone kind of like ushering you that way or how did you kind of like step into that in the first place?
1: Yeah. I, honestly, I don't remember anything like that. I mean, my dad was very active, so I would always go skiing with him. We would, I'd go play tennis with him. I'd go play our boogie board in the ocean in the summers. So my dad was very active and I just loved it. And my other two sisters weren't so active. And so, um, I, yeah, I just, I loved it. And I just, mm. I was like bike riding, rollerblading. Um, I was just, I was always outside. I mean, also being, you know, where I live, it's like, we were always just outside playing and always, always, always. And then skiing or at the beach, like we just, yeah, we were just living a really active lifestyle. And so that just became like a lifestyle. That's just how you live. And I was surprised when I got older and realized most people don't live an active lifestyle. I'm like. yeah.
0: Don't I mean that's the thing, isn't it? Body? It's
1: what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> it's it's kind of like.
1: like they watch TV all day. Like, what do you do?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because it's it's kind of like from a young age we start to build up this worldview, you know, and yeah. you base that off of our experiences, and then from our experiences form our beliefs, and like so, you know, you that's just the way it is for everyone, and and I think that it's so important to mention this, but. You mentioned you have a couple of sisters as well. Hey there, by the way, sisters. If you ever listen, <laughs> um, did did you ever like try and get them to come out and be active? Or was you like, come on, time to time to go boogie board? Let's go.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they didn't like the boogie board and they didn't like to go in the water at all. Um, but they played tennis. They did dance for a little bit with me. Um, but I remember like the ballet teacher told my mom that my sister would never be a ballerina because her foot she doesn't have like an uh like a arched foot it was like really flat so she told my mom to just like not waste her time and money
0: (laughs) wow wow
2: (laughs) damn damn flat foot
1: (laughs) wow and so but then the the ballet teacher was like but keep keep the other one in which was me because I had I did have like a nice arch to my foot and I had actually like hyper extended knees which created like really nice beautiful leg lines and um so they're like keep her and she has great muscle tone It's like, keep her here.
0: <laughs> do you think me. you were like because it sounds to me like you were literally born to do what you do that's what I, it honestly, sounds like I
1: do believe that like I'm living my purpose. And so that's where exactly I come back to anytime those days feel overwhelming. And when life tests me and my career tests me or social media tests me or any of those things, like I really get back to that place of this is my purpose. This is my intention in my life. And I have no doubt that this is, um, this is what I'm meant to do here. This is why I was given this body. This is why I was given this opportunity. This is why I, I'm doing the things I do. This is why I've met the people I've met. Mm. Like it just feels so right. And, um, even though there are days that I do still, you know, doubt creeps in and things feel a little tough or you just, you know, you guys know how it is. There's, there's always hurdles to get over. Mm. Um, but I just always remember that I'm, that I'm, also like, um, uh, like I trust in the process and I'm on a trajectory and I create, I create this, I create my thoughts. I create my own reality. I create my, my presence. I create my future. So, um, I'm a, I'm a true believer in that and everyone has their own beliefs, but I truly believe that. And so, yeah, Mm -hmm. I believe that this is my purpose and helping women, Love their bodies, create a better, stronger relationship with their bodies, and ultimately themselves and their lives. And um, yeah, so I I feel really grateful for
0: that. You know, and not to mention the fact that you were like, it just so happens you were born at this period of time as well. Because if you think, and we had a, a guest on a, f- a few days back, uh, Sumir Basan, and uh, we were talking about how you know years and years and years ago, like let's say for example, Action Jacqueline, you were born you know 50 years ago there would have been no space for you in in to build an app in the online world right. and you know so just that's another thing that you can you know add to, to validate your your well world, your worldview and, and this belief you have because you were literally born at the right time too to take advantage of that platform and and the the, the space that we live in today um, yeah. Which has definitely helped, right? Because it, it's, it's been part and part of our success as a brand, you know, having access to to things like social media. So there, there you go. You've got all the validation you need for that. Um, I've I got a quick question. But
1: yeah, if I was I got, born in the 50s, my life was very different. <laughs> It'd be
0: very
2: different for all of us, for well, sure,
0: it? I don't know, actually. You probably would have been a really successful ballet dancer or a tutor or something in that there's probably probably still would have been a very successful, uh, uh, you know, Jacqueline somewhere there in an alternate reality, a different time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, smoking cigarettes probably because that's what <laughs> everyone did back then.
0: Yeah, isn't that fucked up too? I was speaking to someone the other day how years ago when, uh, and we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but I love to do that anyway. Um, like years ago, like smoking was marketed as healthy.
1: I know, mm. like they would have Olympic <laughs> athletes literally holding up cigarettes
0: that's just crazy so, that's more mind-blowing than the fact that fit story company is the only brand in the world that helps fit story bros leave with their story there you go that's a bombshell
2: what uh, did you want to do when you were younger Jacqueline so if you was always into movement when you was younger did you have dreams and aspirations was it to stay in ballet for your whole life or what was it I like I did fall
1: in love with ballet at like a really young age um I loved that I mean when I was really young I wanted to be a veterinarian because I loved uh, 101 Dalmatians (laughs) (laughs) Um, and we had a dog growing up and like uh, I do love dogs Dogs. And I'm like they're like, how could you not want to pet the dog? I'm like, I'm just allergic. I'm just gonna like hold off until I know I can like wash my hands. And like people are like, you're so mean. I was like, I'm I don't know. Anyways, it's just I always have to like I'm just thinking of the people who know me who might be listening to this and be like, you don't love dogs. I'm like, I do love dogs. Just sometimes I'm allergic to stuff. Yeah. um Perry's anyways. got
0: one. Perry's got beautiful dog, Amara. Amara. That's a, that's a plug for Amara. She should be famous. That is actually yes. Yeah. She hasn't had a plug
2: yet. <laughs> Yeah. She's a German shepherd Rottweiler. She's absolutely adorable pain in my fucking ass, but she's adorable.
1: Yeah. 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 But Um, another thing I wanted to be was, uh, an entrepreneur too, like from a really young age, I like, I, I had this like Fisher price, um, cash register when I was little and it was like my favorite toy in the world. And I would like take it with me everywhere. And, um, I like loved, I used to have, I would like set up a shop in my room and have my sisters come shop for me and I would put little price tags around things and like try to sell them.
0: So I love
1: the idea of like creating something and selling it or like, like creating a shop, creating like something for people to like get inspired by want to buy. Yeah. So that's, so I ended up going to USC business school for entrepreneurship and kind of, got my feet wet there learning about entrepreneurship.
0: Wow. Well, hey, you know what? I want to just add this. This is, this um making me think about my daughter. I've got a little girl. She's five years old and uh, yeah, she's super fucking cute. Uh, so adorable. And um, yeah, so she always does that. She, we bought her one of those little tills, you know, with the fake monopoly money and uh, she's cause obviously she sees what I do. You know, I don't think at the age that she is, she kind of can't, comprehend that entrepreneurship is a thing yet but yeah. she definitely can tell because like there isn't a huge amount of that like the majority of people are not entrepreneurs they ain't cut out for it right they're not they're not wired that way we are just a bit weird aren't we entrepreneurs like
1: yeah so i feel like
0: she she sees that you know her mum has a job she's a, a hairdresser in a in a salon a really nice salon um you know like her her pops as well it's blue collar workers. So to, to her, it's, it's like weird to see daddy sitting there with a ring light on his laptop with a mic. <laughs> like, why the fuck is daddy doing that? But um, we always do it. You know, like I'll, I'll get her to sell, like try and sell me things. So I like give her things. And I'm like, yo, sell your daddy on that like your daddy will oh, buy that
1: yeah.
0: yeah it's so cool it's so cool oh my
1: gosh that's a great yeah. skill to learn at such a young age right
0: and i've been saying this about uh in february obviously we're approaching february now this podcast will drop uh probably before feb it's, it's soon it's going to be valentine's day oh we need a sound thing for that don't we when we say valen- valentine <laughs> we do oh well, soon it will be and i've or decided some people might be do. like oh <laughs> yeah. that's so me decided. i'm like oh god so it's like avoid
1: instagram it. today all day for 24 hours
0: <laughs> yeah just don't go on the platform um but what we're gonna do is we're gonna uh but well, i i say we i So I'm going to take her to the shop and we're going to buy some roses. Now they're going to cost no more than I'd probably give her 15, 20 quid. We'll buy some roses and then some chocolates. We'll go to the pound shop, we'll buy some chocolates and we'll buy some roses. And I'm going to take her. Pound shop. Yeah, they still exist (laughs) by the way. Um, but I'm going to take her. That's like everything under a pound. It's crazy. That still exists.
1: Oh, it? like the Dollar Tree. You yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, Dollar Tree. Wow. I'm learning so much.
1: <laughs> Dollar Tree and the 99 cent store. So, there you, you go. Got, yeah. You got it. You
0: got your options. I mean, what I'm going to do is I'm going to drag her around there, whether she likes that or not, which I'm sure she will. She loves spending my money and I'm going to get these roses and I'm going to get chocolates and then I'm going to take her door to door. At five years old, I'm going to take her door-to-door. And the pitch that we're going to use is we're going to knock on the doors and we're going to say, hey, are you married? Do you have a partner? They'll be the opening lines. Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Amazing. Well, look, we just wanted to save you a little bit of time because we know that you know, things get really busy. So we've got these lovely roses and we have these beautiful chocolates. They're really tasty. And I'm selling them. And I'm going to get her to, to pitch people on their door. And I want her to get no. I want her to experience rejection at a very young age because that is the shit. You should,
1: have her, you should have her also say like, now don't just buy from me because I'm five years old and cute. You can only buy from me if I am actually. Convinced.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm actually good at sales, then buy from me. That's so good. I'll add that <laughs> into the pitch. Okay. Oh. So yeah, um, we kind of wow. got off the tangent again, but it's i, I think really this cool amazing you know? did so did you, you with this urge to do entrepreneurship was the, what did your dad do was your dad an entrepreneur or own his yeah, business was an
1: entrepreneur as well there
0: there you go I thought there might be a link what did he what did he do
1: um he was he was a doctor, so he worked in urgent care he was uh so he ha- opened up his own urgent care um for occupational medicine gotcha. Um, so yeah he would i mean my parents would always talk about like whatever it is that you want to create create it whatever you want to do you can do um they both really lived out like the american dream i think like the kind of like if you if you work really hard you will be successful if you you know if you if you're determined you will get it if you you know all those things so um Yeah. My, my sisters are both very entrepreneurial and they're both very driven. And, um, people always ask like, how are all three of you girls like all so driven? And I think, cause my sister has her own podcast as well. She teaches the, it's called the YouTube power hour podcast. And she teaches people how to grow their own YouTube channel. And, um, people are like, how are you guys all three? So like driven. And I think it's just, yeah, growing up in that space of, um, discipline was really a high priority education was a high priority um those kinds of things like reminding us like whatever it is that you want to do like do it
0: mm, all the good stuff and it, and it's interesting yeah. because uh one day i want millie to be on a podcast saying that my daddy used to drag me around all these uh, doors <laughs> he, you know used to take me fucking used to take me to shops by these fucking flowers and then we'd have to go and <laughs> who knows who knows so Uh, you're such
1: a good dad you sound like a really really amazing dad
0: (laughs) thank you so much i have doubted that in the past just because it's it's like being a parent like she looks at me sometimes and she thinks i've got it all figured out what she does not know is that i have no no? i have no fucking clue (laughs) every day i've only had one kid too so far so like every day she she is teaching me something it's not the other way around you know, I'm the student and the mentor and and she doesn't know that she thinks I'm just the mentor, but I am literally learning from her every day. So it's, it's. it's Oh yeah.
1: Kids teach us so much. My sister has two kids as well. They're four and two and like, they remind you to be in the moment. They remind you, remind you to be imaginative and creative. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. They, they, they will point, especially like the four-year-old like will point, like, well, you didn't say that. Well, you didn't say that last
0: time. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's it. Like, you know, you're like, Oh geez, like <laughs> really calm. You know, you know? I've got
0: to, uh, on the, on the subject of kids being really truthful. So the other day I did a TikTok video. Now it wasn't <laughs> that I did the TikTok video. I didn't, I actually recorded a video of me in the mirror i had to basically go to this black pie event so i had like a suit on and i had like red i matched my red socks with my tie and like had these really beautiful shoes on and i came downstairs and i was like millie how does your daddy look and kids always honest she was like no daddy don't like the socks take them off like literally just <laughs> shut me down straight away and i was like ah so i went upstairs and i did and, and i recorded a video like saying that you know, I went and I, you know, I'm dressed like this and I went down and asked my daughter how I looked and I did this video. I used the C word in it, so I'm not going to use it on this podcast, but I am going to send you this video. And over 24 hours, it had clocked up over nearly 200,000 views on TikTok. And, um, yeah. And the caption was just so simple. It was kids are always honest (laughs) 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 because they really just are (laughs) so, (laughs) so good. Um, (laughs) I'll definitely send you it after this podcast so check you can check it out. Okay. But yeah, um, I, will. I really want to like drag back to the narrative. And you mentioned a minute. <laughs> yeah, ago, like, why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I could just so talk about stock colours and so It children. doesn't really matter, right? Um, so let's go back a bit to when you went to for you know to the school of entrepreneurship. Um, how did you then go from there to uh uh, what year was that that you did that you went into the into the school of entrepreneurs?
1: It was a while ago.
0: Was it? <laughs> don't want to give dates. uh Well, the reason I <laughs> the reason I ask is because I I obviously I did say I, I researched I, I researched all of our guests, and in 2012 I think it was you started a, an Instagram account, you know, uh, wow. and I yeah I was I scrolled, like I don't even
1: know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I scrolled all the way back. Like I wanted to. I we re, really do take what we do seriously, you know, and um. If that wasn't oh, apparent saw enough. saw
1: like a bunch of.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw. Wait, what'd what, you say? I saw what action Jacqueline looked like in 2012. <laughs> 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 Just as beautiful as you are today. There you go. I, I'm, uh, yeah, out.
1: I'm like one of those people who kind of like looks the same Always.
0: Right. <laughs> well this is the interesting thing about this question because back then obviously it's clear to see when you scroll back and maybe you should now because i think it'd be really enlightening for you to kind of go through that process but back then you were like 24 likes on a photo and you could clearly see you were just using it for instagram just like yeah, like most people do. yeah. um yeah. so the reason why i asked this question is like uh, you know how did you go from that, uh, from the school of entrepreneurship to, to them where you are now, there's obviously this, this phase in between that where you started an Instagram account and those things. So just like try and walk us through that, like help us navigate through that part of your life.
1: Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I was a dancer and then when I got to USC, I was a ballerina. So, uh, my high school actually didn't even have a cheerleading team. And so when I got to USC, I was, they had like a dance club. They didn't even have the dance. Now they have a whole new brand new building for like the dance major that they have there, which is like, um, incredible that they have that now, but they didn't have that when I was there. Um, so I was just like taking dance classes and stuff. Cause I actually almost went to, I tried out for a Juilliard and I tried out for like all these different like ballet schools. I actually wanted to just do ballet and I had gotten a merit scholarship to USC, that um they paid for a portion of my tuition based off of my grades in high school and everything and um, my dad was like uh you're gonna go to college and (laughs) once you're done with college if you want to keep dancing and you can but like get your education first and just get that over with so that's why i ended up at usc and not i was gonna just stay in my dance company that i was in and just do that instead of going to college but anyways I was there and I was living with um, some of my good friends and my good friend was also a dancer. And she's like, they're having, um, you know, there's the USC song girls, which are like a pretty famous squad. Like they're they're, like a really well-known like group of, they're the dancers, the cheerleaders for USC. And they just have like their classic white turtleneck uniforms, like they're very iconic. Um, And so she's like, let's go to the auditions. And I was like, I don't know, I'm not a cheerleader i'm a ballerina you know ballerinas aren't cheerleaders they're like ballerinas are very snooty you know um and so i went
0: can i just interrupt you real quick because guys when i was scrolling back through jacqueline's instagram i saw that yeah you did do cheerleading i see you at a lakers game i'm sure you're gonna get into that in a minute because i'm (laughs) stoked to hear about this am i like resurfacing like all parts of your life right now
1: (laughs) you're giving it away um so... sorry
0: but I saw that and I was like damn how cool is that fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I went to the audition and I like had no idea how to cheer I was like I knew how to dance and, but I wasn't like a jazz dancer or like a cheerleader or a hip hop dancer. Like if you've ever seen ballerinas try to do hip hop, like they always look so awkward because they're so, (laughs) upright, you know? And that was definitely me. Um, But so I don't know, long story short, I ended up making the team. And I told them like in the interview, I was like, I have never cheered. I don't even know how to hold comms. Like, Oh, I do remember for the final audition, you had to come up with your own solo. And I, um, I learned how to, I, I learned like a cheer routine off of YouTube and I just like copied it and just did that in my final, in my final audition. And then I did like another freestyle thing. um, but yeah, I remember I told him I was like, I confessed because I felt like so guilty. i like, I've never cheered in my life. I don't I like, I didn't know how to hold the palms. And they're like, that's fine. You have so much technique under your belt. Like we can tell like your kicks and leaps are amazing and turns. And we want girls who have really good foundation of technique and The cheerleading part is the easy part like you can learn that and and, you know so we're not worried and i was like okay you know so (laughs) i made the team and there was only there's only like 10 or 12 girls on the team it was so small but it was the most epic like three years because i didn't do it my freshman year but it was like the most epic three years it was incredible like we traveled all over the country we were um just We were national champions then, so we were, like, on every news channel. Like, it was – I remember, like, I did not sleep for that entire part of my life at USC because – I was juggling being in the business school, which was super tough. Like if you didn't show up to class, you would get like an automatic fail kind of thing. Like they were super strict in the business school. Um, and I was just, I was just doing it all. Like I ran myself to the bone and, um, Mm. it was so fun though, you know? And, uh, so yeah. So after that, then I got the bug of like cheering. And then I saw that girls were going on to other professional teams. And I was like, Oh wow. I didn't even know that was like, a thing. And then, I mean, I knew it was a thing, but I never thought it was for me because I was like a ballerina. So um, once I started cheering at USC, I was like, oh, I definitely want to go pro with this. So after college, then I um, tried out for, well, first I tried out for Lakers and I didn't make it. And I was really sad. And then I ended up going and trying out for Clippers at the last second. I remember I was, had just found out I didn't make it into Lakers, and then went over to the Clipper audition and I was like, my eyes were still all puffy because I was crying wow. so much. Like at the audition, trying to like pull it together. <laughs> and uh, <so laughs> I made it onto Clippers and it was the best experience ever. Like the amazing. choreography is amazing on Clippers and the team was so fun. Like I had such a great experience. And so I did that for a few years and then I went back and auditioned for Lakers and then I made it on to being a Laker girl. Wow. And then that was just incredible and so that was like a good five years that I did all of that. And then, um, um, yeah. And then like in the midst of all of that, I was still, I mean, I had got certified for Pilates when I was 17. So I had started teaching actually when I was at USC at the gym at like the college gym there. And so I was teaching Pilates, I was teaching bar, I became, you know, certified as a personal trainer. And so even while I was dancing professionally after college, I was still um, still teaching, and I had private clients. I started teaching up in LA in a, like a really like boutique Hollywood studio, and I had a bunch of Hollywood clients, like big A-list wow. celebs. And so I was like, you know, just juggling both of those things, where I was like training early, early mornings, and then going to games, and then again, kind of found my myself in a place where I wasn't really sleeping and I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, And then on top of that, and this is where I like, (laughs) I'm just like, I've always been such a driven person. Um, If you've ever taken the Enneagram test, I'm a Mm. three, which is the achiever, which like makes sense because it's like, I'm just always going, going, going. Um, But so I also had a t-shirt line. Like I was making these really beautiful because I was just always had this entrepreneurial head. I'm like, how could I, create something and sell it. And so when I was on these NBA teams, there was nothing cute for the girls to wear to games at all. Like there was nothing. There were always like these ugly shirts in the stores. And so I um, <clears throat> I started putting like rhinestones on the shirts because I always loved rhinestones. And so I started putting rhinestones like over the logos. And then eventually I started creating logos out of rhinestones. And um, all of the games were up in downtown LA wow. and it was right next fashion district so one day I just like went over and I just looked for at shirts and basically again long story short I ended up creating an entire t-shirt line of female called female NBA apparel called Rally Babe and I had it at the Staples Center and I had it had I had a Original license. So it was like for Lakers and Clippers and Kings. And then my sister jumped on board with me and she's like a super powerhouse businesswoman. And um, we started going to colleges. So then we had the t-shirts at colleges around the like Southern California area. And I was getting it manufactured, some of it in China, some of it in LA, like getting it assembled in LA. So I was like, for a while, I was like training clients in the morning at like 5 AM driving to downtown LA to like check all my shirts, like do all of that and then go to the game and go till 11 PM and basically like repeat that over and over again.
0: Wow, and insane. I was
1: <laughs> so I was just on this hustle and eventually I burned myself out. Like I completely burned myself out. Like I started getting really bad anxiety. I started getting bad panic attacks. Um, and of course there's like always more to the story, but basically I was just, I was so I I was like, my mind was just somewhere else. Like it was just my mind was racing so fast. And it just like, it's almost like my body couldn't keep up with all of it. And it just was like a scream for help or like a scream to say like, okay, you've got to slow down. Like it's time to stop. Like you've got to stop and slow down and just ground yourself for a bit. And so that's kind of like where the whole that's where my struggle came in. And I felt, and that's what drew me to eventually start doing yoga and meditation. And I'm so, so grateful that I found yoga and meditation. And it's really what it's not, it is what pulled me out of having anxiety and it's Mm. what saved me because at one point it was like, okay, I have the choice of either going on, you know, anti-anxiety medication um, or Which not
0: what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. That's right. the and There are thing.
1: two, there are two types of people and there are people who will go on and there are people who won't and everyone has their own struggle. And I just, I was like, I'm not going to be someone who's on medication. I just was, I was mm. adamant about that. And I, then it was like, there was something also deep inside of me that knew it was time to like, to dive in and mm. to dive into something that felt a little scary that felt just, I'm like, I've got to figure this out. And I feel it felt so scary to be there. Um, It felt really, really scary to have that much anxiety. Like I couldn't even some, like, there was a while where i couldn't even hold a conversation and this was kind of like towards the end of when i was dancing and then i was just personal training full-time and i just felt so much anxiety and i remember i was single at the time and i was like going on dates and i couldn't even um i couldn't even like hold a conversation because i was so in my head and i remember just feeling so like lost and so scared and so like just I, it's like, I had so much judgment. I felt like stupid because I was like, why can't even, I'm like not even understanding what they're saying. I'd go to the bathroom. I'm like, they're probably thinking I'm so weird, you know? And I'm like, I felt like I just like, couldn't get it together. And, um, luckily, like I,
0: I was just going to say it's such an about turn from being the, you know, walking into, into like the fashion district in LA and just, you know, just taking these, just having that outwardly kind of approach to just having like crippling anxiety. It's such a fucking big about turn in your story. I've just like really felt that, you know, when you, when you're explaining that, um, I think that's, and, and all of that comes, you know, if you didn't listen to the signs, if you didn't, if you didn't take, you know, what the universe was essential or the creator or whatever it is that that people believe, like if you didn't take those signs, like where do you think you would have ended up? What do you think you would have been doing if you just didn't change something at that point?
1: I don't know. I don't even think about that because it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't even ever think about that because I knew I'm like a very determined person. So it was like, as soon as I decided that I need to figure it out, then I was like, I'm committed to doing whatever it takes. Mm. And the thing is like, the reason why it happened is because I had so much like fear of the future. Like I didn't know where my life was going after dance. Right. I'm like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? And I had my t-shirt line and, um, and it was, I'm not afraid of hard work, but it didn't feel like it was like the hustle that I wanted to do anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I just, so then my sister and I ended up closing that down and um, it was an amazing experience of like learning business and fashion and about brands and branding. And it just, I just knew it wasn't my calling though. So we closed that and then I was just personal training and I just felt so unhappy doing that. And I just didn't feel significant enough Um, And I hate to say that, but I just didn't feel, even though I had like a list celebrities as my clients, I just didn't feel it wasn't fulfilling to me. And that gave me so much anxiety Mm. and I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know what, what the answer was. I didn't know if I should go back to school. Like I had all these different things in my head. And I think also I was like falling into that trap of feeling like the more I did, the more significant I was, like I was on a do, do, do type of, of agenda where the more I did, the more successful I would be. Like I was just constantly falling into that trap instead of really stopping and looking and seeing like, who am I being right now? Mm -hmm. Who, who am I? Who am I? What am I really going after? What, what am I going after? Why do I keep wanting to like start a business? Like, what is it going to do for me? Or why do I feel so lost? Like asking those really tough, deep questions of myself. And and I'm so glad that I that I did have those anxiety attacks and things because it forced me to slow down. It forced me to get to know myself because I had never taken a break to just like breathe and think like, who am I? You know, yeah. I was just always like this dancer, this performer, this like, this go, go, go type person. And I just didn't even know who I was anymore, um, at all. And I didn't know what fulfilled me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And all of those unanswered questions gave me so much anxiety and fear. And as you guys, Like the body is like your subconscious mind and it holds all of your thoughts, even though, right, they might be fleeting thoughts that go through you really fast throughout your day, but then it's like your body stores it and you condition your body into a state of fear and eventually your body's going to have a panic attack without you even knowing or understanding. And that's basically what happened to me.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I was going to say, as you were talking about that, I was going to mention that, you know, we're huge advocates of this concept of identity shift yeah and really using an identity shift consciously to become who you really want to be so I'm curious now we're on this subject how much of a role did that play in your transformation moving through that was it something that you consciously were thinking about every day or or, or did you just then because you said your discipline your, your routine did you just get stuck into the flow of doing the daily habits, doing the routine and doing the shit that you knew you had to do to get where you wanted to go? Was it more conscious? Like I am going to shift this identity because that I need to let go of and to step into this.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, then I didn't have that terminology, but like I didn't, now I understand I've learned about like identity shifts and things like that, but I had no awareness as to like what my identity was. I had no, I had no, concept of that and so it wasn't until I went into a yoga class and I was still really struggling with anxiety and I didn't even like yoga classes honestly I thought shavasana was a waste of time I thought meditation was a bunch of bogus I was really um (laughs) like against all of it because I was such a doer and I went there because this one teacher like was really good at handstands used to be like some Olympic gymnast. And so I was like, I just want to learn handstands, of course, I like <laughs> more and perform more. And like, you know, so I was just always like that. And so, um, but then one time, Uh, And they used to say, like, you know, those of you guys who are leaving before Shavasana is ending, you know, you guys are usually the ones who need it the most. And I'd always be like, yeah, right. Like, they don't know me or my life, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need adult nap time. Like, this is ridiculous. And I would, like, walk out real fast. But because I, like, would never take time to just – it was really, like, an avoidance, right? Like, that's really the ego, trying to avoid, like, stepping back and, like – and going deeper within. So one time I actually did stay and the craziest thing happened. I just, um, I, I ended up staying and I felt like the teacher was just like talking straight to me and she just said, um anxiety she started talking about anxiety and how anxiety is a choice and how we have choice we have the choice of thought and the thought creates your anxiety so all you have to do is control your thoughts and you control your anxiety so it's a choice of how do you want to think and right now it's time for you to just forgive yourself and let go and i just started crying and i was so embarrassed because i was not a crier i was i was like the fact that i just cried in public like it I I it just is not me. It was not me, like someone who cried, you know. And um, I just it's it just hit a nerve, <clears throat> and it was exactly what I needed to hear. And mm. she recommended this book called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, which I'm sure yeah, now heard book. Of. that mm. book like changed my life because it it gave me uh, the logical reason of what anxiety was and what to do about it. And it was just he put it in such a simple way. And it was so, it, it it lessened all my fears. It allowed me to take control over my life again. It, it taught me how to neutralize it and how to be empowered with it. It taught me that um, that I just wasn't, I was not present. And being present in the body, and being present in your life, and being present in every moment that you have right here and now, because all you have is right here and now. And anyone listening, like. I just hope you realize that right here and now is the most important moment of your life. And, and so the, the, to keep yourself in a positive state of mind is just always to think a good feeling thought to always give yourself, to feed your body with positive thoughts, to plant, to like plant seeds of positivity. And so when I did this, I realized how important it is to learn how to be present in your body and to be aware of your thoughts. To embody the types of identities, like you said, like that that you want to embody, and that it's all possible for you. And mm-hmm. that's when I really became more outspoken about this online, and I started to um, create programs to help people get into their bodies. But not just that's where like I'm not just like a workout teacher, right? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but like. I wanted to make sure that my workouts, that my programs were going to take it a a notch deeper where they're going to truly feel into their bodies and feel present and alive and confident and comfortable. And that's how, that's how what my intention was when I created stretchy fit app was Mm -hmm. to allow people to truly connect and be present in their bodies and minds and feel so much comfort and confidence. And, um, Ease their anxiety, to ease their worries, ease their fears through the body, and to use the body as a vehicle to create positivity and joy and happiness.
0: Mm, I fucking love it. Yeah. Every everything that you just said, I just absolutely love. Um, and and it's and it's incredible as well. That isn't it funny how you had to disconnect from yourself in order to connect again. You had to disconnect to connect, and then you went yeah. through that experience, and now it's incredible that the reason why you're so purpose driven now is because, you know, we spoke off air about it before that, you know, you're just full of purpose now. And it's because you went through that, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you, you had to go through that po- process yourself. You had to go through those emotional peaks and troughs and those, you know, the, and, and deal with what you had to deal with to be able to have the skill set that you have now to really, truly actually help people. Like, it's not just, hand them a fucking diet plan and here's a training program and cheers, Karen, you'll do well with that. You know, and there is a lot of fucking people out there that do that. A lot of fit pros that do do that, you know? Um, and that's because they haven't necessarily either one been through that experience and and know how powerful that is to be able to now gift that to someone else or two, they haven't dived into their story and figured out that that's the point of which they, they, they changed. And now that that's the reason why they do what they do. So, I just absolutely love everything that you've you've thrown in here so far. And um, you mentioned the stretchy fit app. So I, I want to get like the full scoop on this. When did you, when did you do that? And well, when did you know that it was time to just go all the fuck in on it? Like I'm just going to um, go
1: in now. I go, I, anything I do, I go all in. So <laughs> I should
0: have known. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much been the motto for the whole fucking show. So yeah, I should have known. <laughs> silly boy Matt
1: oh my gosh yeah so but I I like have but now I do it you know um consciously of like okay what what is my purpose and intention here is it just to do more because I feel like I'm going to be more significant that way or what's the real purpose behind it um what are the feelings behind it um why am I doing this so I always talk about like why 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 um because i never wanted to be a fear-driven anxiety-driven decision or plan of action um but yeah with my stretchy fit app it's really a place where it's a i mean we've created a community which is amazing where it's a really safe place for um women it's mainly women there are a few men in there but to be able to explore their bodies, to, um, grow in their self-confidence and their video classes. So it's all of the type of training that I love. So it's like body weight training, Pilates, yoga, um, bar HIIT workouts, meditations, mobility, things like that. So it really can replace the gym. Um, if, you know, and if, that's what a woman wants or sometimes they'll supplement it and have like if they want to go to a class on the weekends or whatever but mainly this is like their home gym and um they can sometimes we use weights and different things like that but it's really a place for people to for them to um create a better stronger relationship with their body and mind and i uh um I was just gonna say something I forget but yeah there's also like expert t-shirt other teachers that come in and teach which is really cool so they get a feel for like other teachers as well but they get to do this at home which I think is really cool because not only does that save time and energy of not having to go to the gym and all that other stuff and gyms sometimes are really intimidating and I speak from experience because I was never a gym goer. I was a dancer. So I know what it feels like to walk into a gym and feel completely lost. Um, And there's just so much energy and time wasted, I think, in trying to figure out what to do, how many reps, what weights, what circuits what like all these things like so i get what that feels like to feel completely intimidated by a gym um and even still today if i go to a gym i usually end up just taking a class because i love like the class feel i love like the wood floors just from being a dancer and so i want to give people that same feeling of not having to feel intimidated at the gym I I give video classes. So they follow along. And so I'm able to motivate them. It's like, I'm there right there with them, working out with them, um, and give them that really positive boost and give them the alignment cues that I think that everyone needs, you know, so to really Mm -hmm. always reminding them about like how to feel into their bodies, where their alignment should be, um, modifications. And then if anyone has questions, you know, there's the Facebook group. And then I also do a live coaching with them every month as well. So, um, it's really fun it's exactly what I wanted to create I wanted to create a place that women felt comfortable and were are growing and we're achieving their goals and we're getting results and feeling strong and confident in their body so um, it's pretty crazy when you put an intention out there of what it is that you want to create it it happens it's just you just got you just trust the process and when you have that clarity and intention around what you want to do it, it yeah. comes true.
0: I yeah. think it was Zig Ziglar that said um, it's not a lack of uh, goals. It's a lack of direction for so many people. You know, it's not a lack of the fact that they want to create this or want to do that or, or create this type of thing. It's like, they're just fucking misdirected. They don't know. They don't have a, a, a clear path of direction. And that's mostly because they haven't really figured it out. Like you figured it out. You went through that process. Then you were like, okay, now it makes sense. Like I need to fucking help women. like, avoid basically going down the path that i went so that they can feel connected in their body and and be strong and 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 feel good about themselves and and i just find that that's really powerful i've got a question for perry actually whilst we're here dude have you ever done yo- yeah i've got a question for you have you ever done yoga no i haven't actually
1: <laughs> that's a long pause i was like
0: <laughs> i know what if-
1: Say.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, keeping us on edge for so fucking long there, man. because <laughs> um
2: i i was, I was actually this? trying to recall because i remember when i used to work for um virgin active we used to promote all these different styles of um yoga and i always remember saying to myself i need to go and do it i need to go and do like the hot yoga i need to go and do this yoga and do that yoga and it took me ages was i say it took me ages it's still taking me ages i haven't even done a single class on it but um, I know they've got goat yoga. Goat yoga is quite um, famous, isn't it, Jacqueline?
1: I've actually never tried it.
2: <laughs> you never tried it?
0: Um, I've never even heard of it. it Kevin like...
2: Hart does it sometimes.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, it does I it mean, on his YouTube. I, I, I've done it. I've done yoga a few times. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and honestly, I, I would say that the because I, I used to do mixed martial arts. I used to do jiu-jitsu and boxing. And then i 've done bodybuilding most recently. And um, honestly, like, the, the the two things that it is for me is, one, it is very, it is like an adult nap. It really is. Like, at the end of the class, the the lady will give you this, like, almost like a, a little, a funny little, yeah, like, like this little pad, this little pillow, like, that looks like it's made for a tiny little person. And she'll put it over your eyes, and it's just really <laughs> nice. And, it, and, it, and what it does is it just, like, it really just, brings you back to you you know like you're clear of distractions you're clear of the noise and the, and the messiness of life and, and that's really really grounded and that's really beautiful but then secondly it's also really hard like the breathing is the most difficult thing about it, it for me like I find that the actually breathing is, is really tough in some of those positions <laughs> you know like
1: well and, and so this is why so this is why you do shavasana so the reason why you do it is because um, you want to, I mean, you guys know that mainly, well, all of the decisions that you make in your life are based on the subconscious mind. And it's just habitual. Like you make quick decisions just from your subconscious mind. So one way to truly change the behaviors and patterns and outcomes in your life is by reaching your subconscious mind. And one of the fastest ways to do that is after you work out because your body's tired right? So it's like you almost exhaust the body and mind in that way. And that's when you can access the subconscious mind. And that's when everything can really integrate. And another time that you can really access the subconscious mind is right when you wake up. That's like another time that's like, Mm. it's so fresh, right? You haven't been reminded of, yesterday's worries and today's worries it's like so fresh um so that's another time is after your workouts so it's a time for everything to actually integrate and having that time where you can just focus on your body and your breath um, during that meditation practice uh, during the shavasana is really really powerful for you to just slow down and to feel the good feelings in your body because sometimes we walk around our life like me, where I was, I was so stressed all day long. I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You know the types of things I would say: "I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed. I'm so I'm late. I'm this. I'm that." Right? We walk around, and our and our nervous system is like on like in haywire because it's um, it's so fired up, and we never give ourselves a chance to actually get to our like resting and digesting nervous system where your body can heal and so this is actually going to give yourself a chance even if it's only like seven minutes in the shavasana but for your body to be in a complete state of relaxation where this is where the body can actually heal itself and the body can calm down and this is when you can strengthen your immune system this is when you can strengthen everything in your body in those moments of stillness where you're not thinking all of these anxious thoughts and everything like that because all of these thoughts have an emotional response and then those emotional responses have a biochemical response in the body and it's producing stressful hormones and things like that. So you're giving yourself a chance to be on the contrast of that, which is healing, which is relaxing, which is stillness, which is clarity, um, which is you know strengthening your intuition, being connected to how you feel, all of those things that's going to take you to closer to who you really are and we get stuck in who we aren't which is fear driven judgmental comparing ego you know material driven like all these things like that's not really who we are as human beings and so it's a time for you to connect to your true true self of stillness of love of compassion um joy and pure pure joy and happiness so it's really powerful
0: i mean I, i meditate Every, pretty much every morning. I think th- this last seven days, the, la- the only time I didn't was uh, Sunday, I think. Um, but yeah, I meditate every morning because it, it honestly is a chance, like you were just saying, to just really ground yourself with you. And I feel like, you know, I get up way before my daughter. I get up way before my missus. In most cases, I'm like the first one up. And it was really like the best fucking time of the day for me to just sit with myself and 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 think about my vision and things I want to create and what me and Perry are doing with Fit Story and, and, and kind of like picture how I want the day to go and how I want to show up in the day. And it gives me that chance to just really disconnect from just the madness. Because as soon as I get my phone out, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> the second I look at that screen... Done. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I, I love it. Um. Now look, we're, we're conscious of the time and, and everything. We know that you're a, a busy lady, and um, there's a couple more things that I'd love to try and like cover more about just like your vision as well. Um. But firstly, like we as a brand, and we spoke a little bit off of the live. Uh, we went actually through a little towards the tail end of 2019. We went through this little evolution. Uh, and we started this company, we were all about standing against people that play victim to the story. And for a various reasons, you know, I shared a bit of my story with Jacqueline at the beginning before we actually pressed live and, and Perry did too. Uh, and anyone that's listened to this podcast probably heard our story. And uh, although that's been prevalent in our messaging as a brand for, you know, f- can, since we started, uh, due to a few things that happened in the last month, uh, last couple of months, uh, we've really shifted what we stand for again, and against. And one of the things that we stand against is like shitty coaches delivering shitty services, because there's there's a lot out there. And to be honest, be that business mentors or fitness business mentors or fit fit pros or, or whatever it is, it has actually led us to create a certification to help regulate this space a bit better. Because how we show up, you know, anyone that comes into contact with the Fit Story company we have not had a, a bad thing say, said about us because we just, we lead with authenticity and realness and, and just fucking there's very few of it in the space. So we really do stand against just, coaches just delivering shit. And it may be because they don't know how to put a program together. That's really helpful. Or it may be that they just malicious human beings that just want to make bank, who knows, but that's, that's kind of what we stand for now. And And I'm really curious to know, what it is based on your story and based on the things you've been through, what is it that you stand against? Like, what's the thing that you just as a brand or as a personal brand as, as, as doing what you do, what do you stand against?
1: Um, gosh, that's an interesting question. I think I don't, I don't really think about that because I don't think, I guess it's like the, the, like, The part of me that just doesn't want to like make anyone else feel wrong, (laughs) but I know what I stand for, (laughs) (laughs) you know,
0: even better. Like, (laughs) I mean, I stand
1: against, I stand against, I guess, people who are like dogmatic about a certain thing. Um, I stand against there being like a one size fits all. I stand against, like, um, especially when it comes to food, I mean, you can literally find substantiation to say that every single type of food is bad for you or good for you, (laughs) like really depending on who you are or your DNA or your daily, daily routines, your stress levels, your like everything. Like, Mm. so when people say that this is, there is only one way to do this, or my way is the only way to do it, or, you know, this is, this is like that kind of thing I am against because I don't believe that I believe that there are people going that are going to gel with me and that I'm a right fit for and that I right fit for me and there probably are people who, who don't mm. and that's that's what I believe I believe that like you attract your crowd you attract your tribe as they say you attract people who need you and who need to hear from you and I don't believe that there's a one size fits all for everybody, especially when it comes to food and diet. And I think that's where it gets really like dogmatic about it or people trying to, I don't know. I'm, I'm all about really listening to your body, like listening to your body, but not in a way that you feel controlled by your feelings because our feelings sometimes are up and down, but truly, truly, um, like listening to your body and what your body needs, and people are gonna say, "Well, I need sugar," and it's like, "Well, no, you don't need sugar. You like you're everyone's addicted to sugar because we're human beings." But it's like, what do you what are you really hungry for? Like, that's where I always say, like, for food, when it comes to food, it's like we have cravings of certain things because we're our our needs aren't being met of some sort. I have really crazy cravings when I don't get enough sleep and I'm like, okay, I know I didn't get enough sleep and now I just need to get more sleep. Like if I actually followed through on those cravings then I would be having, you know, ice cream and chocolate all day. And
0: and, what's the crave food for you? Do you have one, like one particular like food that you just love like craving?
1: Yeah. Like I love chocolate. I love I love chocolate so much. <laughs>
0: chocolate I even I even peanut heard peanut butter, peanut
1: the, chocolate anything.
0: Yeah, I heard the love in that as well. <laughs> You're like I just I love chocolate. <laughs> like it just came through, you know.
1: <laughs> I know. Do you know why? Because I, I haven't had any the last couple of days. Because I just wanted. I always like to see what my body does, and um, I and I was okay. You know, I didn't die. <laughs> I realized. <laughs> you know like hallelujah so like oh I have to have it and then you like don't and I'm like oh look at that I'm still alive I'm still kicking I'm still doing good I'm still happy you know <laughs> so,
0: yeah I love it that's so cool so uh, we kind of didn't unpack what it was that you well we did we we did we've we've covered so many really cool things today um and I hope that you've really enjoyed your time with us but I, I guess there's just uh, one last question, uh, and it's about kind of what your vision is moving forward. You know, for your brand, like what do, what do, what do you want to let's say in, in the next? Because as entrepreneurs, obviously, that question is difficult to answer. Because fuck, in six months' time, you know, our, our brains could create something different and like a level two, yeah. level one that we've already created, and who knows where it's going to go, right? As an entrepreneur, but. Do, do you have any intention set at the beginning of 2020 for things that you want to do this year and, and if so, what does that look like?
1: Oh yeah. Um, I'm a three member so I have
0: like of trying to
1: like shorten that list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so I the next the next level for me right now is actually doing a, um, a three month coaching program in, uh, in the springtime which I'm still deciding on the name. Um, but it's going to be so that I can really help women understand themselves so that they can feel personal power, confident, um, and really take control over their lives. If they feel like unmotivated, if they're trying to lose weight, it's going to be like geared towards weight loss and things like that. But it's going to be from such a, like a conscious place where it's, not going to be about the food that you eat, surprisingly enough. And it's going to be about what's going on in your mind. And that's like going to be so fun. Like I can't wait to dive into it because right now I do one-on-one coaching with clients and it's about personal development and them understanding themselves so that they can create better habits for themselves and create the life that they want to live. Um, So it's, yeah, like I'm so excited to have that it's going to be like a smaller group like take people to that next level of themselves because I feel like with the that my stretchy fit app it's amazing for movement but I can only do so much you know so mm. this is going to be like actually getting personalized coaching from me but in a group setting like a small group um and it's going to be about taking their minds to that next level so they can feel in control and motivated and create the healthy body that they truly want to have. Um, So that's one thing um, which I'm like so excited about. And then another thing is um, doing more podcasts like this, getting my message out, speaking for so many years. I was very quiet about my message and my process because I felt embarrassed. I felt like I had um, mental issues I felt like I had mental health issues and I felt really embarrassed over that I felt like someone like me whose dad was a doctor and was privileged to go to private schools should have no issues and I was like really harsh on myself and I felt like oh I don't want to share this like you know, I didn't like kind of like what you were saying before, like I didn't deserve to even um, have a struggle, right? Like I put so much pressure on myself to be perfect. And so I'm really excited to share my message through podcasts, through speaking engagements, things like that. Um,
0: awesome. And- we're, we're, we're excited to hear like we uh, are, I think big, big time, just, just from getting to know you over the last hour here, just just learning more about your story and discovering parts of your story has been fucking a real true insight so yeah. that you know you've got you got fans for life here right now honestly um we would we'll be watching the journey of you in 2020 with, with a close eye trust me mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> with those yellow glasses
0: with yellow <laughs> night glasses yeah
1: <laughs> i love it um yeah and then uh Writing a book, so like you were saying, like the identity shift, like creating the identity that I'm an author, which I had never said before, right? But like creating that identity where I'm an author, even though Ooh, I have that no makes
0: idea. that makes that makes three of us because we're all fucking right. Yeah, books. we are. Yeah, right. <laughs> deep. balls deep in writing yours, right, bro?
2: I am, which I can't wait for. It's called breaking the silence. Essentially, helping people break their silence of sexual abuse. So. Um, can't wait to get that book out and uh matt
0: are you yeah. ball deep in yours yet or are you still no, doing not, it tomorrow not really i i actually am co-authoring a book which i have to get like a whole like three chapters done before like the eighth of february so that's going to be fun uh, and then i'll probably start my book after that because i've already started it. i started it back in 2018 uh, as i was getting to that you know, that, that, the urge to start to really bleed and be vulnerable and and share my story. That's when I started writing it. Um, but since then uh, I've, I've had like a good year off of doing anything on that book. Uh, but it's really cool because the, the, do you have a name for your book yet? I do. Yeah. What is it? Oh, you can't give it away. Can you, you don't want to give it away yet. (laughs) Um, well, yes. Top secret. You'd have to kill us if we knew. Right. Um, so (laughs) mine is mine is mine is quite simply my bullshit story because i i just lived this absolute bullshit story for so many years and i think that so many people do you know uh-huh. in every aspect of their life the person who's overweight and and can't shift the weight and they think they need another diet plan or they need another workout or you know need to hire another coach no you just need to tell yourself a different story because the story you're telling yourself is currently fucked. Uh, in business, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are stuck on the starting blocks. You know, they they may have the desire to want to do it, but then they're telling themselves this internal story of why they can't do it. And and I genuinely okay. believe that the stories we we sell ourselves, not tell, but the stories that we sell ourselves mm. will 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 ultimately create what we have in reality. And that's what's happened with my life so far. You know, when I sold myself that bullshit story. Guess what? For 18 years, that's what I lived. Uh, and it drove me to a drug addiction and violence and, and all sorts of dumb shit that I really don't regret because it made me who I am, but still could have told myself a better story, you know, <laughs> I really could. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how it is. Um, so, Hey, look, I know, uh, we're getting tight on a bit of time and honestly, I could actually talk to you all, all day, by the way, Legit. I could speak to you. All day. This has
1: been so fun guys all day too you
0: guys are so interesting <laughs> awesome well let's make sure. that happen <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh what, one one last question i've got and this one is actually something that i wrote earlier because i wanted to know um and, and it's and i wasn't sure if i was going to ask this or not i didn't know if it was going to if there was going to be a place to even ask it but this question just came to me earlier and i was like I i really want to try and ask her this and that is based on this story that you've lived right Um, Uh the one that you've just shared with us, the fit story that you've just, you've just shared, what advice would you give to the Jacqueline's of the world that was stuck where you used to be? What what would, what would you, if there was a takeaway that you could just give to them that was, that that could really help them move forward, the Jacqueline's of the world, what would they need to hear from you right now?
1: Mm, That there are many good things in store for them and they get to, Like if someone out there is listening that you get to listen to yourself, you get to trust yourself and you get to fall in love with your life and what you're doing and um, know that you are supported every step of the way and that you are the creator of your own reality. And like you said, like, tell yourself, An amazing story every day. Tell yourself, Mm. like, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself. I know it's so cheesy, but like, tell yourself how much you love yourself. Like, talk yourself up in your head. Um, Create your story and just know that you are so worth these dreams and it's possible for you. It's totally, totally possible for you. And many great things are in store for you. And just the fact that you know, you're listening, sitting here listening to our podcast and you've gone this far in the podcast all the way to the very end. You're realizing that things are great, great things are in store for you. And that even if you have a story or a struggle that you are going to be able to come out of it and it's going to be okay. And that you're capable of creating the life of your dreams.
0: I love it. And that's so true. You know, when we hit rock bottom, like many of us have, that's usually where, we we recognize like i'm not okay and then it's where that's really the point of which we start to climb back up the ladder you know Mm. i i i'm a genuine believer that whatever struggle people are going through 100 there's 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 so much good out there you know and it's all there and it's abundant and it's it's for them and it's prosperous and life is beautiful and just so much love from people and all all that stuff so um jacqueline You have been an amazing guest. Thank you so much. It really has been a blast.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I feel so honored to be here and to have the opportunity to share my story and message. And thank you guys for providing a space for people like me to do that. So keep it going. You guys are doing awesome.
0: Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. Fit Story fam, we are out. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Fit Story TV. We do appreciate it. Everybody has a story that somebody needs to hear, and it may be that someone in your network needs to hear one of these stories. So we do ask two things. One, that you subscribe, rate, and review. And two, tell a friend about this podcast.